Let's get it right. In, get, let's get right into the word. Open up your Bibles. Exodus chapter 14. This morning I'm teaching a message called Hold Your Peace. How to keep your peace in the battle. I was, uh, there's been something that I've been going through for a while. And even though I, I've, I'm using my faith and I've prayed about it and I've cast my cares upon the Lord and, and I'm trusting God, even though I've done all those things that we do as an act of faith, I, I've been confessing, I've been believing, I've been trusting, and, and I, you know, you still have to work on your peace because there are things that God does quickly and you see the, the transformation happen. But there's other things that you just have to receive by faith, believing God and trusting God that the things that you see are going to change. Amen? The Bible says the things that we see are temporary, but the things that we believe are eternal. And not everything comes really quick. The Bible says faith and, faith and patience work together. And so there's always going to be a spiritual battle that you're going to have to go through. It might be something dealing with in your family, your health, your wealth, or just something in your future. There's always going to be a spiritual battle that you're going to go through. And, and many times you'll, you'll go through many battles at the same time. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them of them all. God always gives you a word of victory. Let me say that again. God always gives you a word of victory. There's always a word for you that will bring you into victory. And so if God's word has declared it, that's the end of the journey. That's the end of the story. And we are just taking steps to get there. The thing about battles is you don't get to choose the battles. The battles choose you. We're always called to fight. The Bible calls it the good fight of faith. And so when something happens in your family or something happens in your workplace or in your community, whatever it is, that battle is something that you are, you are called to to fight. And uh, many times we don't want to fight those battles. We just want it fixed. We just want it whatever way we think we want it, but the battles will choose you. None of us choose for our bodies to get sick. None of us choose for our our, our families to, to get hurt. None of us choose for our lives to be, you know, in lack. These are all battles that rise up, but we have a promise through the Word of God that we have victory. Amen? But you have to fight. You have to fight the good fight of faith so that you could receive the victory that God gives you. Amen? So if we know the end of the story is victory... And we know that we're, we're supposed to fight this in faith, that this is a spiritual battle, it's not a physical battle. We know that God has given us so many precious promises. And that even if, if we were to die, there's victory in death. The only thing that we have to realize is that the enemy will try to destroy your peace in the middle of the battle. He'll try to get you out of peace so that you will start operating according to the flesh and you will give up your hope in the Word of God. And so I've been going through something and I, I was, I, you know, 
thinking about it and having to deal with it again, found my emotions rising up, getting angry, frustrated. You know, any of you ever done a why me God? None of you? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to fight this? When, are, when is this going to change? But I want to tell you about one beautiful gift that God gives you, that Jesus gives you. Jesus said in his word, my peace I give to you. Amen. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Amen. Peace is a gift that's given to us through Jesus Christ. And for us to get out of peace is for us to lay down or, or to, let, uh, to put aside the peace that Jesus has given us so that we could pick up the, the, the mental tor- turmoil or the fear or the anxiety that the enemy tries to give us. You get to choose which one you want. Do you want the peace of the Lord or do you want the fear of, 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 of the devil? Amen? And so you have to hold on to your peace. Amen? I remember going on my first roller coaster ride. I held on to that bar. <laughs> my knuckles were white at the end of it. I wasn't going to let it go. Even when the, the ride was over, I was still holding on. The reason I was holding on is because that was the only thing I thought that would see me through to the end of the ride. You have to be like that with peace. I'm going to hold on no matter how bumpy this ride gets. I'm going to hold on no matter what, what, I, what turns it might go. I'm going to hold on no matter what news I might hear or what it looks like. I don't care if they give me a report of death. I'm going to hold on to the peace of God because he gave, me a, he gave me a promise that on the other side, I have complete victory in Jesus' name. Amen? So you got to hold on to peace. Amen? Hallelujah. In Exodus chapter... 14, verse 9, we're reading a story about the, the, the Hebrew people coming out of Egypt. They were coming out of slavery. And the Lord had, the Lord had promised to deliver them, and, and now they were coming out. And I love that the Word of God says they came out boldly. They came out boldly. And they came out, and they were following God, and God brought them to the edge of a sea. And so in verse 9, it says, so the Egyptians pursued them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh his horsemen and his army and overtook them camping by the sea beside P Haroth I'm not going to say that again before Baal and Zephon and when Pharaoh drew near the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold the Egyptians marched after them So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, 
you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Your salvation comes from the Lord. And you have to put your trust in God. You have to fear nothing except for the Lord. You know, the, the, God had told them exactly what was going to happen before they even went on that journey. God had told them, you're going over here. God had told them, I'm going to deliver you. He had given instructions to, to, to Moses. So when they walk out of the, the nation, they walked out boldly. They had already seen God uh, release plagues on, on the Egyptians to deliver them. They already saw God, how, how he was faithful to pass over the spirit of death and deliver their, their families. And so if there's anybody should have believed in the power of God, it was the, the, the Hebrew people. But here they were, a sea on one side, and the army of, of Egypt, because it, when they left the city, Pharaoh said, why do we let all these slaves go? Let's go get them again. So the army of Egypt was ready to, to attack them. And so they, they, they saw that. They had the word of the Lord. They had the promise of God. They saw the, the power of God in operation. But now they're in the midst of being delivered. And they let go of their peace. They feared. They started looking at the past. We should have just died as a, as a slave. But Mo Moses, he reminded them of the word. See, you have, to, you have to fear nothing except for God. The Bible says the fear, is, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you will allow yourself to fear nothing except for God... There is nothing that could, that could destroy you or keep you back from what God has planned for your life. Because in order for, for that thing to destroy you, it has to become bigger than you and your faith in God. But if you have faith in the Lord and you trust God and you fear nothing except for God, see, I want to make sure that I follow God all the days of my life and I do everything God tells me to do. The only thing I fear is not fulfilling all the things that God told me to do. Wherever I go, I just want to be obedient. I want to do everything God told me to do. And so I, I want to be faithful to do what God called me to do. And so even though there might be things that might come at me and things that might try to hurt me or destroy me or, or remove me from the situation, you know, to try to stop me from being what God called me to be, I don't fear that. I don't care how big that devil is. My God is greater. My God is stronger. My God is more victorious. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. And so I'm not going to take a step back. I don't care how big that devil looks. My God is bigger. Amen. Somebody say, my God is bigger. My God is greater. Hallelujah. And so in verse 14, he says, the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Say, the Lord is fighting for me. 
I talked about those battles that you're going through, those things you're trusting God for, the thing that you're waiting for God to give you the breakthrough over. Listen, I, I, I'm speaking to you when, when Moses spoke, hold your peace, the Lord is fighting for you. The Lord is fighting for you. Don't allow your mind to go in despair. Don't allow your, your faith to be shipwrecked. Don't allow the devil to rob you of the greatest blessing that you've ever seen in your life. God is fighting for you and you will have victory in Jesus' name. Moses said that Egyptian army, that Egyptian people, they, were, they held you in, in slavery for too long. But this day God is saying that you're never going to see them again because he's going to wipe them off the face of the planet. That is the victory that God has for you. God has overwhelming victory. A victory beyond your imagination. You know, what? I, I one time was going through something. And I started studying the wrath of God. And nothing brought more fear in my life than when I began to study the wrath of God. And the fear that I had was, was upon those that the wrath of God came upon. There ain't nothing this world, in this world that could compare to the wrath of God. Thank God for his mercy. But when there is something that comes against his children, and your heavenly father hears from heaven the cries of his children, I want to tell you, your father comes down to release wrath. Verse 21. Exodus 14, verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind <clears throat> all that night and made the sea into dry land. And the waters were divided, so the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground. And the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea. All Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud. And he troubled the army of, Egyptian, of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. 
But the children of Israel had walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. God, doesn't, God will deliver you, but you will see the destruction of that enemy that's trying to destroy you. That enemy of addiction, that enemy of fear, that enemy of anxiety, that enemy of, of poverty, that enemy of lack of purpose, that enemy of anger. Whatever enemy was sent by the devil to destroy you, God is going to destroy it and you are going to see its complete defeat. Amen. Hallelujah. God delivered his people. He destroyed the Egyptians. His name was magnified in the world because of what he had done. People saw the victory of the Lord. That's what I love about the... See, God doesn't... God is, God doesn't bless you in secret. He blesses you openly. He gives you victory openly. Why? Because everything that he does through your life and for you, it gives him glory. And as he, as he receives glory, the world begins to know that Jesus is alive. You become a testimony. You become, your story becomes a message that preaches to the world that Jesus is alive. That's what happens for every one of us. As we begin to trust God and walk in, 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 his, in, his, in his plans and we follow his word, amen, we be led by the spirit of God, there's a promise of victory, but there's an open victory that's coming. You might be fighting in the secret, but the victory is going to be open. Amen. And why? Why does God give an open victory? It's so that he gets the glory, but so that he can raise you up as well to the place of being more than a conqueror. More, say, I'm more than a conqueror. Go to 1 John chapter 5. I just want to run and preach, but no, I'm going to teach. I'm going to stay calm. Amen. Don't make me preach. Amen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Listen to this. And whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. How many of you have been born of God? So you are an overcomer. Say, I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. As a, as a Christian, your enemies will always call out to you for the battle. But when you fight in faith, you overcome, you have victory. Amen? And you're always going to have fights because you're in this world. Someone says, Pastor, pray for me. Pray for me that I'll never be tempted. Pray for me that I'll never have to, to hurt again. Pray for me that, that I'll never fall into sin again. Pastor, pray for me. And my prayer would be, Father, kill him now. Why? Because as long as you are in this world, you, will, you have a flesh. And this flesh operates in the world. And that's where the enemy attacks. 
Amen? And so you're always going to have a battle in this world. Amen? That's why when we, when we get on over to the other side, in Jesus' name, there's no more battles. Amen? But we have victory as we fight. Amen? You have the victory that overcomes the world. Your faith in Jesus and what he has done at the cross. And so when it's time for you to fight, don't get angry and don't complain. Stop, stop, you know, being disgruntled. God, why I have to, why am I going to this? Why am I going to this? Why? No, 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 no. Suck it up, buttercup. Why not you? But God, why do I have to face this battle? Why do I have to deal with this thing going on with my children? Why do I have to deal with, with this thing going on in my body? Why me, God? You know, the, the reason, you know, many times when, when we go through things, we, we try to find the reason why we're going through it. And there is never a reason. We don't understand it. Someone might tell you, oh, maybe it's because God's trying to do this, or maybe you messed up here, or maybe, listen, get out of that area. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with, with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I don't understand it. That's okay. Well, pastor, why do I have to go through this? I don't know. But I do have, a, I do have something. God promises you victory. God promises he'll be with you every step of the way. Amen. And God gives you a promise that at the end of this fight, it's going to bring him glory. That's all I could tell you. And so you could be bitter and angry and frustrated that you're going through the battle, or you could find your peace and, that comes from the Lord and hold on to that. Find your joy that only comes from God and hold on to that. And allow God to see you to the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. And so when it's, when it's time to fight, you have to hold your peace. Say, hold your peace. I want to just share a testimony. I was, um, you know, I, as a kid, I used to do a lot with television. I still do, but I, I started when I was nine years old. And uh, there are many people that started in the TV ministry in this church that are still today working for major networks around the world. People that, that used to just run camera and, and, you know, as little kids starting at 10, 11 years old, some of them are film producers today. That's something that the Lord has blessed us with, to be able to, to show people the medias and open up their eyes so that it becomes literally a profession and a calling that God puts upon them. So as a, as a, a young man, I was maybe about 14, they used to hire me, and I used to fly in the airplanes with the doors removed, and I would hang outside of the plane with cameras, re filming, recording from factories to the railroad systems. I used to do this all the time. In little planes, I mean, you know, go through all sorts of stuff. And so, to me, it was an adventure. I was never scared, never fearful. It was like, yeah, I'll do that. You know, one problem I had was, you know, even though I, I did great work and I was probably the only one that would go on the, the, the wing of an airplane and, feel, and film at that time, um, I never asked for money. I should have asked for more. 
And 14, 20 bucks was good. <laughs> and so I grew up, that's the way I grew up, and, and I would take some flights here and there to places and what have you. But one time, I, I was flying out of Matamoros, and we were flying to Mexico City. I was going to do a, a production for a concert, a Christian concert. And so we, we take off, and I know, the, I know the drill. You usually go about 10,000. You le level off a little bit. That's when you could put on your electronics, and then they go a little higher, and, and then, you know, you, you got cruising speed, and you get to the place, and you start descending, and you land. But this time, we went up, but as soon as we went up, we leveled off. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. And I had my friend, and I said, hey, we're supposed to be up there. And I started thinking, I'm like, in my mind, I started thinking, we got some problems. I could see the streets of, of the valley, and I could see the, the territory of, of northern Mexico. And, and, you know, the enemy's really good at playing that fear. As soon as you got a little thought, you already see yourself. I was already seeing myself crashing. I was, I was holding on to the chair. I was buckling myself up. You know, I was practicing the, the crash position. I was doing all that. Because my mind was going there. And as soon as we went up, we leveled off. And maybe about 10, 15 minutes, I start seeing us coming down. I'm thinking maybe they turned around. Maybe this is an emergency landing. But when we landed, we landed in Reynosa. I didn't know that the plane was going to have a, a bus stop and pick up people. But that thought of fear came into my mind. And so I didn't even have to get off the plane. We picked up passengers. We went back up in the air. But as we went back up in the air, I was still in fear from the previous flight. And my heart and my, you know, my emotions, everything, I mean, I was literally shaking. And I didn't understand this thing because I had, I had traveled, like I said, I, I had been on a plane where I was outside on the wing. I never thought about these things, but it was like the devil put a seed and that seed took root and it began to grow. We made it to, to Mexico City. We did the film, but on the flight back, same thing, shaking. So much fear. And I, I went on another flight, and the same thing happened. I'm like, what is this? I can't be like this. How did this, this enemy sow a seed in me? I've never been afraid, and now I'm in fear. I didn't know what to do. I began to grab the Word of God. There's a scripture In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I grabbed that word and I began to confess that word. And so the next time I took a flight, as I was walking into the plane, I would be confessing, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power and love and sound mind. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke this spirit, this spirit of fear. I command it to go in the name of Jesus. 
And then when I got to the plane before I walked in, I touched the plane. And right now in the name of Jesus, I sign angels to keep this plane in complete working order. This is the best plane in the, on the air. I speak over the, pa- the pilots that they are the best pilots. And then I begin to declare, Father, I thank you that at the end of my journey, I will come back to this airport and give you thanks for sa- seeing me safely to where I was going and coming back. In Jesus' name. I was creating a a release of faith. So as I was taking the flights, instead of just thinking about the fear, I started thinking, at the end of this journey, I'm going to give God praise. At the end of this journey, I'm going to give God praise. I did the whole trip, and my fear went from 100 to about 80. And then next time I flew, the same thing. Then it went down to about 50. Next time, 30. Now, it's negative something. Amen. Hallelujah. I have victory over it. I've traveled the world. My very first mission trip around the world, I took something like 20-something flights, and every single one of them, I just enjoyed myself. I slept. I had no fear. I mean, I was in in all sorts of planes. You name it, I was in it. There were planes that would sometimes drop for no reason, and everybody was freaking out. I'm like, go back to bed. Nothing's going to happen. You didn't see the angels that, that I signed here? Amen. I remember one time I was, I was flying to New York, and uh, I was sitting in my chair ready, and this woman walked in, and she, you know, she was a little flustered, you know, she walked in, and she saw me, and she went, Pastor Kevin's on this flight. Nothing's going to happen to this flight. I said, that's right, sister, you just enjoy yourself, be at peace. God, God is going to take care of us, amen? Hallelujah. Say, no fear. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And so what fear does and and lack of peace does, it robs us of the time. If you know the end of the journey, you know the promise of God is to give you victory. You know that God is going to show you his glory at the other. Why are you so fearful and stressful and angry as you're on your way to the victory? We should be praising God and thanking God. We should be creating parades to the victory. Amen. When you're going through something and you are experiencing, you know, an attack on your peace as you're getting ready, as you are walking towards victory, start praising God more. Start laying, like every step should be a a step on the parade ground to the end of victory, amen? You should be thanking God, hallelujah, thank you, Lord Jesus. I give you praise. Lord, I thank you that, that my family is blessed. Lord, I thank you that you set me free from poverty. Father, I thank you that you heal all my diseases. Father, I thank you that I have victory in the name of Jesus. As you are going towards the victory, make it a, a, a place of praise so, so that the devil doesn't know how to mess with you anymore. Amen. He thought he was going to destroy you. He thought he was going to rob you of peace. He thought he was going to put you in fear. But when you start praising God, he doesn't know what to do anymore. Amen. And matter of fact, he can't stand, stay around because he can't be where God is. Amen. Darkness can't dwell in the light. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I have the victory in Jesus' name. Face every enemy with faith in God so you could see the victory. Your victory is your faith. Amen? I want to give you four steps to keep your peace in the battle. Four steps to keep your peace in the battle. 
Number one, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Your salvation comes from the Lord. Amen? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't put your eyes on your abilities. Don't put your eyes on anything. Look to Jesus. If you put your eyes on yourself, you will find a weakness in yourself. If you put your eyes on a man, you will find a weakness in man. But when you look to Jesus, the one that has already given you the victory, the one that has already overcome the world, there is no weakness and there's no defeat in Jesus. Amen. Look to Jesus. Amen. Number two, resist fear. Say resist fear. Don't allow fear to come in. Don't allow fear to come in. If there are people that are trying to put their fear on you, you tell them, hold up, go talk to the wall, don't talk to me. I don't need your fear. I don't need your concern. I don't need your anxiety. If you want that, you could keep it, but you're not putting it on me. If you open up your ears and you open up your life to people that are full of fear, you know, they'll pull you with you. Oh, I know God, God said this, but get your butt out of, out of here. I don't want, I don't need that. I, I, just say what God said. It's finished, amen. Don't you remember Jesus said it is finished, amen. Your victory is finished, amen. Hallelujah. How many thank God that he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end? And so you have to understand, he's already put victory for you. It's already before you, amen? We might be living in, 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 in time, but God, God is, times lives in him. And he's already declared at the end, overwhelming victory is yours. So don't allow people to put their fear upon you. Don't listen to things that will stir up fear. Amen. If you're listening to things and you find fear rising up on the inside of you, turn that radio station. Change that channel. Put on worship. Put on praise. Put on the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The third step to keep your peace in the battle is you have to follow God. You have to follow God. He is faithful to His Word. So you follow Him to your deliverance. He does not want to just help you. He desires to deliver you and set you free. My wife was talking about, you know, about following God earlier and and how you'll be blessed. But haven't, didn't you notice that God expected you to follow his commands? You know, his word, when, when the spirit of God leads you, it's not a suggestion. Hello? When the Holy Ghost speaks to you, do you think he's just suggesting? Isn't Jesus your Lord? He doesn't come to you and say, hey, I want to ask you for permission. No, he's your Lord. So when he speaks to you, it's an order. Amen. How many of you declare that Jesus is your Lord? And so if you want to be blessed, you have to hear from the Holy Ghost and follow his ways. As he speaks, obey. But I just don't understand it. Did the Lord say it? Yes, then follow it. You know, some people think that, oh, if you just follow God, you get all these blessings. You follow God, you get rich and prosperity. And, you know, I thank God for all his blessings. But the greatest blessing is being able to hear from God. 
It's funny, you know, when I get around people of the world and, and they're going through a situation, they, they don't want to hear from Kevin, they want to hear from God. And trust me, I don't want to tell them anything about Kevin. But I want to tell them everything that the Lord tells me to tell them. And so you have to follow him. When I was, when uh, we had that situation in Uganda and I was surrounded by those the people, the village, and didn't know if I was going to leave with my life, I began to ask myself, Lord, you know I followed you here. And I knew I was in the perfect will of God. I didn't, I didn't have fear of dying because I knew God was with me. Amen? I followed him. Amen? If you follow the Lord, there's no reason you should allow lack of peace to ever enter. Amen? And the fourth thing, first, the fourth step to keep your peace is you have to trust him. You have to trust him. You know, there are times that God will cause you to do something, but do you really trust him as you're doing what he told you to do? People will, will take a step back and they will, they will not go to the ful fulfillment of their commitment to obey God because of lack of trust. I like what the psalmist says, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Hallelujah. I want to let you know that God is so good you could trust him. You could trust him. Some people say, well, what if they take advantage of me? What if something happens? Listen, if you're following God and you know it's of God, trust him. Trust him. Can't you trust him that he'll give you the victory in your financial situation? Can't you trust him that he will give you the victory in your, in your own personal situation? Maybe you're, you're dealing with a child that, that's, that's not doing so well in the relationship with the family, and, and you're thinking, man, when is this going to end? When will my children change? When, when, when will my, my wife, my husband change? When will I see my family change? Can't you just trust the Lord that he knows how to save them too? You know, something, I want, let me just say this. We, can, we should never, ever condemn those who God is saving. Many times we see them cursing God and cursing things, and we think, oh, no, they're just going to go to hell. But if you will stand in the gap, begin to declare, Lord, your word said, me and my household shall be saved. My wife is part of my household. My children are part of my household. That means they shall be saved as well. Come on now. But I'm so tired. Suck it up, buttercup. You're called to the battle. You're called to the fight. Hold on to your peace. Amen. And so you got to trust him. Can't you trust God that God knows how to save them? That God knows how to provide for them? God knows how to heal you? Amen. Hallelujah. You are more than a conqueror. And I know some of you are saying, you know, but pastor, again, why do I have to go through these fights? Open up your Bibles to Acts. Hallelujah. Acts. Praise the Lord. Let's go chapter 29. When you have it, say amen. Acts chapter 29. When you have it, say amen. 
Acts chapter 29. When you have it, say amen. What's, what's, are you there? That's your story. The book of Acts is the book of the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And you might say, well, why do I have to go through these things? God is writing your story in the book. And people are going to read the testimony of your life. And all they're going to see is how God delivered you, how God provided for you, how God brought you into victory, how God used you. Amen. They're going to hear about these things. And so you might say, why do I have to go through these things? We are servants of the most high God. We are here to reveal the glory of God. And so you're going to go through stuff, but God's glory is going to be greater than the stuff that you go through. And at the end of your days, at the end of the, that story, people are going to get saved. People are going to get delivered. You're going to inspire others to serve the Lord and to live for God. And the glory of the Lord, the glory of the kingdom of God shall be revealed to all men. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not why me. It, thank God it's me. Amen. Come on, give God praise, amen. Stand up on your feet. 